Some of you know that I've often said I'm from the south side of heaven. You have people inside the Senate. You have people that are supposed to be on your side. Make the decision to live and die on your turn. You are not wrong. They have lied to us about everything. The border, the elections. I remember America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the Great Reset. Who's got the teaching aid? Yeah, you know where I'm going with this. We are fighting a war against principalities. We are fighting a war against evil. I pray that we get to look into the eyes of every single child in this country proudly that those children can look back and be proud of us, knowing that yes. we fought for them. Men, I don't talk with empty words. Those teaching aids, those are called balls. Gentlemen, I've given you back your balls. You only got one? Improvise. God's given us a chance to make it right. He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Joe Oltman. And I'm Ashep. You know, we, we have a lot to talk about. And normally when we, when we have conversations about when we have conversations about stuff and what's happened with election fraud and what's happening with things that we know are true. So I want to, I want to be clear. We don't talk with empty words. I see, you know, that was the intro and we have a new intro that's coming that is, has zero to do with me. It's just about the truth. Like what are we, where are we headed? But typically when we talk about this stuff, we talk about it from a factual basis, but you know what? We think we've had enough. And the radical leftist journalists, these people, which, by the way, they perverted faith. They've perverted every part of our society. They have put the weakest people in those positions. They have perverted the Bible. They have perverted every part of who we are as a nation. And we're supposed to just take it. Weaponized media. They, they, and they have their own sites. They have their own. And they, they've created this little web of sites all around the country. And so they mock, Mockingbird Media means that they just keep repeating it over and over again. So we just decided that, actually I decided, that, it's, that I'm done with it. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to talk about the journalists. We're going to uncover the journalists. We're going to talk about who they are, what they stand for. We're going to go after the journalists, and then we're going to write articles, and we're going to push them out across the country every day. I want to make sure that everywhere people go, they know what kind of journalist is writing this trash, this grit drivel. It's kind of like the guy that masturbated at CNN. So, Tubin. Lubin Tubin. Lubin Tubin. Yeah. Masturbated on a call with employees as the chief legal analyst. Don't you think he should have known? And then they hired him back. And then they hired him back <laughs> and put him back on the, on the, on the radio as, or the TV as the moral authority. It's unclear if he's allowed back on Zoom. It's, not, it's unclear if he's allowed back on Zoom. I don't know if they're going to let him back I on Zoom. I think calling them journalists is a bit of a stretch, but the world calls them journalists. And, you know, you mentioned the Mockingbird Media and how they, they thump each other. And, you know, the Washington Post will write something, and then the New York, New York Times reports it as true because the, Rush, the Washington Post happens. This uh, reported it. This happens 
all the way down into your local media. You know, we, we don't talk about it because it's it's an ongoing legal case, but USCIP was sued by the NAACP, League of Women Voters, and uh, Mi Familia Vota. And the only thing I'm gonna say is before we were ever served with a lawsuit, it was in 69 publications. Before we ever knew we were being sued at all, it was in the Augusta, Georgia Post or something like that. Like this is a, um, a coordinated, organized effort. And so we need to have a coordinated, organized effort to uh, to go after them because you know this is not journalism. This is propaganda. It's state level propaganda. They are repeating what the state wants them to hear. And you know they'll say, oh no, we're you know independent, fourth estate. We've got we've got journalistic integrity. No, you don't because you're reporting in line with the people that own you and the people that own you are in bed with the government. Um, I've talked to a lot of these journalists. They they believe that they're journalists. They think that they're reporting um, what's true, but they're reporting what the state wants them to report and they're rewarded. We're going to see some of these people that we talk about today, they've won awards for lying and uh, and we're going to call it out and we are we are going on offense because they, they don't get to get away with this. But they continually just tell the story the way that they want to tell the story and we're going to start with the first one. This guy's name is Steve Rabby. Uh, you know, Mr. Producer, let's go ahead and bring up, bless you, let's go ahead and bring up uh, Steve Rabby's Instagram, or not Instagram, excuse me, LinkedIn page. I want to I talk about Steve, Steve Rabby. So Steve Rabby is a professional writer, editor, consultant. He um, has authored dozens of books. Some of those books, by the way, include Chinese books, books that he's sent over to China. Yep. Talking about the the decay of our country as he contributes to it. So he's been this journey. He's been this co-author. Um, if you actually go down, Mr. Producer, you can actually see that this particular guy worked as a uh, adjunct professor for the Denver Se Denver Seminary. Mm -hmm. Let's just get right into the article if we can. This is an article uh, in Religion Unplugged. I guess he's gone woke in the religion and that now there's a new meaning to the Bible. So he said, eight Christian conservatives who promote false claims of rigged and stolen elections. I want to point something out. Take it down, Mr. Producer. We'll get Bad you to Christians. <laughs> Bad Christians. These are people that don't understand technology that want to play on the popular team. They think it's the popular team in school. They want to hang with the cool kids. They want to hang with the ones that do the bullying. They want to hang with the ones that are doing wrong. That, that's what this guy is. This guy's not a Christian. He worked at the Denver Seminary. He hasn't worked, it says, for the last nine years, writing books, and he's a consultant. He's a heretic consultant that writes about the things that he knows nothing about. Yeah. These journalists have zero understanding of technology. Zero. And I will challenge any of them. I challenge Harry Hursty, who said that he is a cyber expert. Great. Harry Hursty said something about geospatial data as it related to True the Vote and the information that came out of 2,000 mules. It's not valid within 100 yards. He's a liar. Except in January 6th. Then it's super accurate. Oh, it's super accurate. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, 
the the so I almost wish what we had waited this saved this guy for last because oh, he is, is hair you know he is a heretic and he is uh, he is going after Christians here that are bad Christians bad you know Christians that believe in alternate truth than their manufactured narrative uh, I think you know the followers of Jesus were were similar right the the Bereans that Paul talked about uh, search the scriptures to know what's true that's all we're doing all we've ever done is want to know what's true the the mission of my organization is to find the truth expose the truth and restore election integrity that's it we don't care who it exposes we don't care if it shows Republicans are guilty we don't care if it shows Democrats are guilty we want the truth for the American people and oh by the way give me a second oh by the way uh, Steve Raby uh, you know calling out people who, who are promoting the big lie, uh, Christians promoting the big lie, the most spiritually driven movement in America right now that is driving an incredible revival is the election integrity movement. It is the patriot movement, and you are on the wrong side, sir. But, but, I'm, but I don't want to get emotional about that part. I don't, I don't even want to talk about that. I want to talk about them. Okay, let's I talk, want to talk about, about I want to talk about the story. So we're going to talk about the story. I'm going to, I'm going to break down the story for you. Mr. Producer, let's put up A2. So, so this is the story. It starts out with going after Eric Metexas. Silly, bogus, complete nonsense, crazy, indefensible, bullshit. That's how members of former President Trump's inner circle describes his relentless stories about a rigged and stolen election during the month's hearing of the House Select Committee investigation on January 6, 2021, attack on the U.S. Capitol. And by the way, we also know that they perjured themselves at this deal, at this yes. kangaroo deal, and it was not truth. They were lying to the American people. And the lies are happening on the left and the right. And by the way, that's not his inner circle. It's not his inner circle. Without merit, mere speculation conjecture, gossip and innuendo, wholly unreliable, implausible, hazy, and nebulous. That's how judges responded to 61 election lawsuits filled in Trump's legal, by, filed by Trump's legal teams. Now, here, I want you to understand something. That's actually not what happened. Right. That never happened. That's not how 61 judges responded. And that the is a lie. And 61 suits weren't filed by Trump's legal team. They were filed, some of them by Trump's legal team, some of them by people all over the nation. Correct. They but like he, to conflate it. He, he was a, he's lying. Right. He took this out of, out of lawsuits that were filed by normal citizens that made claims that they didn't even understand the technology either. The lawsuits filed by Trump's legal team never made it to the point of without merit, never made it to the point of unreliable and implausible. This guy is a liar. And let me just go through this even more. He goes, meanwhile, conservative Christian influencers use their media platforms to promote their false claims about the election to believers. Here's a look at eight most prominent promoters of the president's lies. Let's go to the next slide, Mr. Producer. The first person on the list is Sidney Powell. Powell is an attorney who represented Michael Flynn. No, Powell is not just an attorney. And see, this is what they do when they're radical leftist writers that want to infiltrate and pervert everything that means anything of God. No curiosity, no understanding of technology. See, these are my problems. My problems are not the fact that they're journalists. My problems are not the fact they're writing a story. My problem is, is that they attack and bully and lie and cheat and steal and do everything that the devil does while telling you that they're a Christian. Yeah. That's what's wrong with our country right now. 
Can you can you pull this back up? So I want to read this part here. Uh, I want to read the whole thing. Okay. Well, I want the whole thing. I want the okay. whole thing read. Powell is an attorney who represented Michael Flynn, Trump's one-time national security advisor. She told a Christian television network n- network host that she is a Christian, a woman of prayer, and a vessel of the Holy Spirit. "Quote: God hates deceit, and truth is the armor of God." End quote. She said, "Quote: So I've always felt like, as long as I stand for truth and all I want is truth, then I'm definitely wearing the armor of God." End quote. On November eighth. 2020, five days after the election, she claimed without evidence on Fox News that Dominion, a major voting machine company, had used algorithms to switch votes from Trump to Biden, publicly setting in motion a conspiracy theory that others would join. I want to pause there because five days after the election, she claimed but hadn't proven yet. Show me anywhere where anything this complicated and complex has been winded out in five days. And oh, by the way, we've proved that algorithm now repeatedly in jurisdictions all over the nation. so, so listen, I want to get to this part, which is important. So Dominion has sued Powell and other Christian influencers who followed in her wake. They have not sued me. I wish I wish they would. I mean, it would be the f- final deal because, frankly, at least I'm someone that understands the technology. Uh, Dominion like has sued Powell and other Christian influencers who follow her in the wake. Unlike others, Powell's fessed up to her o- under oath, acknowledges she never sought to verify the truth of the rigged election story she promoted. That's not true either. That's not true. She never did that. She never did that. She got 5,000 affidavits from around the country. Instead, she really claimed in her deposition all the Dominion election fraud claims came straight from a previously little-known Colorado political activist and conspiracy theorist named Joe Oltman. First of all, I was not a conspiracy theorist and I was not a political activist. I was a tech CEO of a tech company based out of Denver, Colorado. I'm a two-time Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year nominee. I was a finalist in 2020. They came to me and said, if you shut your mouth, Joe, you'll win. And I would have sold my company for a lot of money. And if you want to go back in time and even look at a person like Jared Polis, who sold his company, and you look at, over time, who has become a finalist and selling their companies, I was going to sell my company for north of $250 million. Easily. Easily. So this guy tells me that I'm a political activist and a conspiracy theorist. See, that's how they change the narrative. They take it and say, oh, he's a, he's a conspiracy theorist. He's a political activist. See, these are lies. These are the ones that are actionable lies. These are slanderous lies that they tell. But he riddles my name throughout the entire thing. Because he's nothing but a leftist political activist who parades around as a journalist, perverting God's law, perverting God's message. This guy is trash. And he looks like trash. Oh, he looks like trash. On November 9th, Oltman claimed on his conservative daily podcast that he had listened in on an Antifa conference call featuring a Dominion Voting Systems employee who said that the company would make damn sure Trump was never reelected. Altman, who founded FEC United, which stands for Faith, Education, and Commerce, leads a militia, singled out one Dominion executive for abuse in his show entitled Exposing the Treasonous Eric Coomer, the Antifa member and the Director of Strategy and Security at Dominion Voting Systems. Quote, Eric Coomer, you are a traitor, end quote, he said. We are coming for you and your shitbag company. Altman claimed he infiltrated their meetings. Quote, we infiltrated their conference calls, got information about what they were planning to do next, end quote, and that Dominion also rigged elections in Mongolia and Venezuela. He has never supplied any evidence to back up his claims, which have since spread widely, and he skipped out on his scheduled deposition for the Dominion defamation suit, choosing instead to attend a rally organized by election skeptic Mike Lindell of My Pillow fame. Okay, so let me explain something to you guys, okay? Number one, I didn't skip out on a deposition. That's not what happened. But it doesn't matter what the truth is because this piece of trash 
leftist, radical, non-journalist activist. That's what he is. He's a leftist journalist who parades around as someone that is a person of faith. He's not a person of faith. This person's not a person of faith. He's a heretic. He taught faith, though. Oh, he taught faith. But, let me, but, let's, but let's walk through this, okay? Let's walk through this for just a minute. Let's, let's walk through. You lead through. a militia. That's the first claim, I think. Oh, actually, the, the first claim is that the company would make sure dam Trump was ne damn sure Trump was never okay. Let, let me That's let me finish this because I, I can't get back ahead, in my thought ahead. process when you when you sorry. break it up. So let me let me get, let me stick me stay in this. That when I listened in on the Antifa call, that had nothing to do with anything at the time that I was looking for Eric Coomer. There was no looking for Eric Coomer. So again, they want to break up the story to make it implausible, impossible. It didn't happen. So I want to come back to this really quickly with this guy, who is a liar, who is a slanderous liar, who, by the way, never reached out to me for comment. This person never reached out to me for comment. Matter of fact, none of these people reached out to me for comment, except for the last one we'll talk about, who, who lied just throughout the entire thing. And again, painted a picture that's not true, because that's what the radical left does. But it's, he said I lead them, lead them in militia. That's a problem. I've never led a militia, ever. I've never once led a militia. But what they do is they use these stories to promote this story across the, across the country. They use this story and they lie, and they lie, and they lie, and they lie. Show me where I led a militia. If anybody could show me where I led a militia, I'd really like to know. I've never led a militia. Matter of fact, I've never been associated with a militia, ever. So where's the militia? No, because this guy is a heretic and he's a liar. He's not a journalist. Calling Eric Coomer a traitor and having him associated with Antifa was because he literally said, don't worry about it, Trump's not going to win, I made effing sure of it. He said it, not me. And then if you go to his social media posts, which by the way he said in December were not his posts. They, they were not his. They were fabricated. Only to find out they weren't fabricated. Then he deleted all that information and filed a lawsuit. And then the media gave him a soapbox. So you know that the, these people are lying. You know that they are doubling down. Now, at the time, I only had what Eric said. I only had the fact that he's connected to Dominion. I only had his social media posts. But immediately, I got attacked. Immediately, death threats rolled in. Immediately, I had to do things to protect and fortify my family. Immediately. And then as time has gone by over the last 18 months, we have been able to validate the fact that these algorithms way back when were true. Yeah. And as we get into the next story, you're going to see even more. So I'm the second on the list. I'm the second on the list of the guy that is the conspiracy theorist. And the guy, an activist. An activist, which I'm not an activist. I'm an American that's sick and tired of the fact that they're lying to us about who we are, what we are. You can't unsee what you see. And so saying that he's a shitbag, sorry, Mr. Producer, you're going to have to get rid of it. It's true. He's, he is. And what has he done since then to, to manifest that? Here's a guy that has a picture on his arm of the screaming pope made by the artist that is revered by the Church of Satan. Here's a guy that ran into a building that lied four times to the police who coincidentally had his lawyer negotiate on the side of the curb not to get charged with a felony for trying to intimidate a public official. And instead of taking it to court, instead of him being tried or charged, as any other person, any other of us would have been charged, 
No, he gets special treatment, gets to run into a building, almost kill someone, run into a bar, take some drinks, lie over and over and over and over again. And yet, that guy is the guy that is telling the truth. And I'm lying. And they pick out stuff, this heretic, this liar, to make me seem like I'm a bad guy. They pick at people like Michelle Malkin. They pick at Sidney Powell. And by the way, let me tell you another part of the story that's not correct. Sidney Powell got up there and said the algorithms changed things on November 8th. That is true. She did that. I had never talked to Sidney Powell. I had never had a conversation with anyone on November 8th about the machines and the switching of algorithms. I didn't actually come out and say a word until November 9th. And on November 6th, that Friday was when I posted for the first time and said, I have information. I don't even know how to feel about this. It'll come out on Monday. I don't really know what to do with it. I have some decisions to make. That was the post on November 6th. November 9th, I came out and talked about it. November 8th, Sydney Powell talked about it. Somewhere along the line, she wasn't lying. But we weren't able to get into the machines because they've kept us away from those. So number three on this le- list. Well, no, you can do the read. You can, you can add in the reads. But I'm going to really quickly do an ad read. Uh, so this podcast brought to you by Air Medcare Network. Um, if you're in a rural area, it's hard to reach. Or if you like to hike, or you, you frankly, if you spend a lot of time on the road, health insurance won't always cover you at the cost of an, America, or excuse me, an emergency medical flight. God forbid it ever happened to you. But with the Air Medcare Network, you're covered. For as little as $85 a year, your whole household will be covered. There are no deductibles in case you ever need to be air medically transported. There's also a secondary one that if you are in a different state, they can fly you back uh, to the state so you don't have a, as heavy a burden on your family getting to you. So if you use promo code DAILY, um, and you go to airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily, you receive up to a $50 e-gift card when you sign up today. I've been a member for the last year and a half. So go to airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. Yeah, before you go to the next one, um, you know, they call you a conspiracy theorist. Uh, it, it reminded me of George Orwell in a time of deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. You're a conspiracy theorist because you're, uh, you're off narrative. Right, you're you're speaking out, uh, and and I've heard Sean say, you know, in a, truth is uh, truth is always a conspiracy in the kingdom of lies, right? So you're over the target if they're calling you a conspiracy theorist. If you're in the news as much as you're in the news, it's because you're a threat to their lives. Yes, yeah, but we're all a threat. Yeah, because we're actually un- unveiling the truth behind this facade. The next on the list is Michelle Malkin, independent Catholic writer, claims to have 30 years of journalist experience, but she never checked out any of Joe Oldman's wild claims for hosting him on her November 3rd. By the way, they are attacking me viciously all over the internet, everywhere, because they know that sooner or later it's going to come out. But they build this. They, they build this story. They build it, and then let's destroy a man. Let's destroy this man. Let's not be curious. Let's not ask questions. Let's destroy him. Because that's what the devil does. They destroy. And they want to destroy me. The entire article written by this heretic is about Joe Oltman. And they all came out at the same time. They, it's systematic. He wrote it yesterday. She, the, Vice wrote it today. Washington Post wrote it the day before. Mm-hmm. They all come out. Associated Press wrote, wrote one today. They keep coming out over and over and over again. Over and over and over again. And the pictures that they, that they show are, oh, this guy, this guy, this is the reason why we're in this position. No, we're in this position because they've been lying and cheating and stealing 
It doesn't matter which side of the aisle you're on, they have an agenda. And they want you to be stupid, and they want to use me as an example that if you speak up, they're going to destroy you. And, they, and you know what? They may. That's fine. I, I actually don't care. I wasn't promised that I'd live, that, that I was going to live forever in this life e anyway. I wasn't promised it. God didn't promise you life wouldn't be easy. It would be easy. God knows he made my life when I was young very hard. Maybe he did that so that I can be able to survive this. In tweets, Malkin called Eric Coomer an unhinged sociopath and used the hashtag exposed dominion. She did another story based on Oldman's claim on November 28th, hacking the vote, ran on her short-lived Sovereign Nation show on Newsmax, another pro-Trump outlet. But Newsmax accompanied Malkin's program with a disclaimer, admitting it had no evidence that Dr. Coomer interfered with any Dominion voting machines or voting software in any way. Nor has Newsmax found any evidence that Dr. Coomer ever participated in any conversation with member, members of Antifa. In her deposition, Malkin said she knew Oldman from Colorado conservative circles, but never had time to verify any stories about Antifa or Dominion. And then he goes into the deposition, again, becoming a mule for the radical left. Take it down, Mr. Producer. The further we get into this, the worse it gets. So they want to call Christian conservatives that stand up for the rule of law while, while kangaroo court is happening all around us. While the country is absolutely burning down, they want to call those people bad while they're good. What's good will become bad, and what's bad will become good. This is the perversion that we go through right now, and this guy calls himself a journalist. He's not a journalist. He's a radical leftist. He's a radical, perverted leftist. That's what he is. He's not an American. He's not an American. He wants to prey on feelings and, and establish guilt. That's what he wants to do. And he wants to destroy everything that is good about this nation. These people are not good people. They're terrible people. They're disgusting people. They're people that literally want to take everything from you. Who's yeah. next? Well, I'm done talking about him. Yeah. Oh, we're talking about the guy that thinks that, you know, he's, he, you know, the guy that is closely aligned with writing stuff into China. Yeah, that's, that's him. That's the radical leftist piece of trash, barely a brain, looks like, I mean, he, his, he, he has the appearance of a pedophile. Does he not? No. Oh, yeah. oh, do we have his picture? Do we have his picture? I'm pulling it up. Yeah, he's he looks like a proud Nambla member. He's what he's what happens when the church hides in plain sight. When the church hides the devil in plain sight. When people talk about faith. Of course, you know, they they do say the quiet part out loud. And he calls his com he calls the he, he calls it uh poli uh what is it? Um religion unplugged. Yeah. Again, they they want to what what they're saying the quiet part out loud. We we don't want you to have faith. We want you to be able to. We want to be able to destroy you. This is a guy that was in the seminary. Taught, didn't just go to seminary. He was an adjunct professor at Denver Seminary. This guy taught people how to be good Christians while calling all of us bad Christians because we don't. There he is. There he is. Yeah. There. I, there's I that guy. Babysit your children. This guy looks like a pedophile. I will teach them the narrative. He, he looks like Tubin, Lubin Tubin. Yeah, they're probably That's friends. what he likes. Yeah, they okay. Friends. Take him All down. All right, Steve Raby, everyone. Steve Raby. Raby's R-A-B-E-Y. Go check out his story. Go yeah. check out his story. Ask him to report on the truth. A ask him why, why, he is, why he is closely aligning himself with radical leftists. Yeah, tell him to read the book of Jude. It's a good one.
All right. The next person we have on the list is David Gilbert. Now, before we go into David Gilbert, I want to talk a little about who David Gilbert is. So we probably should put that up first. He, he does have his own. He is a senior reporter. He writes about the internet disinformation conspiracy theories. A senior reporter at Vice. Vice has taken a huge, a huge interest in Colorado elections, right? Uh, so senior reporter at Vice. Sorry, I interrupted you. That's right. I write about the internet disinformation conspiracy theories and how all these things are increasingly influenced our everyday lives. Sigh. Sigh. Please send me tips. His, his email address, put that back up, please. His Send him e tips, guys. His email address is david.gilbert at gmail.com. Now, for those of you that say David Gilbert sounds like a, uh, you know, that sounds like a name that I remember. Let me also tell you about who a, the David Gilbert is. And I don't know if they're related yet. I don't know. We're going we're gonna to check into that. I think it's worthy of checking into it. He was an American far-left activist who participated in the deadly 1981 robbery of the Brinks Armored vehicle. Gilbert was a founding member of the Columbia University chapter of students for the Democratic Society and became a member of the Weather Underground. Now, here's what you need to know. David Gilbert, that David Gilbert, was released on parole 40 years after the Brinks robbery and was revered by the Democrat Party after being gaining clemency. Now, I don't know if they're related. I don't know if they're related to the Gilbert that was uh, the trial judge, excuse me, the judge for the Hanks um, Griswold case in Denver, Colorado. The case against Jenna Griswold. Seems like it'd be more related to the uh, Weather Underground guy. Probably. Yeah. Probably. But we're going to check into they it to see. Aligned. If, we're going to check into it to see if he is related to the David Gilbert, the activist, far left activist who tried to or, or robbed a Brinks armored vehicle who spent 40 years in prison. Well, we're going to check into it. But this particular David Gilbert, you can reach him if you want to get to his, his email address at david.gilbert at gmail.com. Now, he is asking you to send him tips. I would implore all of you to send him tips. D-A-V-I-D dot G-I-L-B-E-R-T at gmail.com. Because that's what, that's what vice reporters do. They don't have vice email addresses, I guess, because they're freelance. But let's, let's dive into this, shall we? Yeah, just, just so you know. So he's talking about, you can see on his vice thing, I write about disinformation, internet conspiracy theories, blah, blah, blah. On his, um, on his uh, LinkedIn page, he talks about how he's done you know, technology and internet cryptocurrency. And he's, a, he's, he's a, a source of authority, an authoritative writer on all of these topics. His uh, education is he has a uh, Bachelor of Arts American literature, American cinema, silent cinema, cinema, old English, Beowulf, and Greek and Roman civilization from the University of College Cork. Okay, so so let me just break that down for you. He's he's a actor. Yeah, yeah. He's an actor. But now th these are the experts, by the way. I wanna, Trust I wanna, the experts. I want to put this. I want to put this in perspective. So he attacks Tina Peters, who stood up. He's a gold star mom. You notice, by the way, they're affecting. And writing stuff about people who are good people, good people in the community that served the community for decades. I've served the community for decades without one thank you. I'm sure I got a thank you in there. But no, no, not asking for any sort of recognition. Yeah. Tina Peters has done the same. Yeah. Oh, here's David Gilbert. He's, he's got a Twitter handle too. 
Senior reporter for Vice News covering disinformation conspiracies and election. Hucksters, got a tip? DM for WhatsApp signal or david.gilbert at vice.com. He does have a Vice one, too. You can go there, too. David.gilbert, G-I-L-B-E-R-T, at vice.com. So he needs some tips because his reporting on elections in Colorado and nationally um, is way off, guys. He needs he needs some real, some real truth and information. So send David Gilbert tips. Should we read his article? Oh, my gosh. So this is where it's going to get fun. Now, listen. He's going to say stuff in his article because he's a moron. He's going to say stuff in his article that's actually true. That's actually true. And, and by saying that, admits by saying that, that the information that's being shared is true and that they actually did use algorithms and stole the election in Colorado, stole the primary election from the top-line candidate across the board in Colorado, in Colorado elections. Only one that didn't, Lauren Boebert, who, by the way, stopped talking about election integrity. Stop talking about it. There was one more. There was a House minor House candidate, Eric Odlin, who also did not talk about election integrity. Yep. So the two people didn't talk about election integrity. So what they're trying to do is build a narrative to shut your mouth. Yep. They are literally trying to bully you into, you take what we give you. We get to destroy you. We get to take from you. We get to transfer wealth. What did they do during the first parts of the pandemic? They transferred wealth from small businesses to big businesses, shutting down small businesses, making them the only ones that could stand up, transferring all that money to them, divvying out pennies to you while destroying your community. So let me read this article by Mr. David Gilbert, another radical leftist. On Tuesday night, Tina Peters, the election-denying conspiracy conspiracist who was facing multiple felony charges for tampering with election systems. No, she wasn't. That's not what she is facing charges for. Lost the Colorado Republican primary for Secretary of State. Not only did she lose, but she claims last in a three-horse race. Now, just so you know, that happened. But remember the, the, the diagram we had about what happened in Garfield County where it directly it flipped, the, flipped it. Because they had to, because that was the truth. And somebody there, which we've talked to them, said, no, we didn't do that. We don't know how it happened. We, we don't understand. Because the system, inside the system, they flipped votes. They flipped the election. The election in Colorado was not fair and safe. The machines are not transparent. They're designed to defraud the American voter. That is not a conspiracy theory. That is not a lie. That is absolute truth. That is not, and by the way, I didn't sell pillows. And I love Mike Lindell, and I love the things that he's doing. I love him. I was a tech CEO. I've asked people, come, come to me. Come sit with me. Let me show you what I know. And they won't. I've, I told journalists. Actually, the only journalist that did do that, I red-pilled, and now is quitting being a journalist. She's like, I can't do it anymore. Because they, they don't care about the truth. They care about the narrative. So he goes on to say, not only did she lose, but he came in last in a three-horse race, and yet within minutes of the election being called for a rival, Pam Anderson, Peters did what she did best. She refused to accept reality. Does, does anything that we're going through right now resemble a reality? I, I just want to know if it resembles reality. In 1984? Yeah. Is, is this a reality? And more by the brave new, it's actually a little more brave new world yeah. than 1984, but yeah. Just as Peters has claimed to have done nothing wrong by allowing a former surfer-turned-election conspiracy theorist, to download sensitive data from voting machines in Mesa County where she is the election clerk. She told her supporters on Tuesday night, we didn't lose, we just found evidence of more fraud. They're cheating and we'll prove it once again. She proved it. Yeah. She proved it. Go to the next one, please. Next slide. If you would, Mr. Producer. Go ahead and read this if you would. Yeah. This is well, fun. It's about me. What's so the it number on it? B. 
Three. Three. Okay, here we go. Joe Altman, a businessman. Stop for a second. Sorry. Am I a businessman? Yes. But what am I? What was I? You were an activist conspiracy theorist. No, I was a tech CEO. Oh, tech CEO. Yeah, sorry. I thought you meant so, narrative so, so they leave that out. They leave out the fact that I worked on AI platforms. But at least he'll say businessman. And, uh, not, you know, I mean, he's, this is a step up. But, but now I'm a podcaster. Yeah, businessman yeah. and a podcaster. And a lovely man. And <laughs> huh? Zach said, and you're a lovely man. <laughs> Thanks, who has built a sprawling political network in Colorado based on election denial conspiracy theories. I take offense to that because I've had a big part in building the election denialism network here in Colorado. Yeah. Sorry. I can put your <laughs> name in there. You can put it in for me. <laughs> Was with Peters at a watch party at a rooftop bar Tuesday night as the results came in. As soon as the results were announced, Altman claimed that the election was rigged. Quote, they stole elections in the primary in Colorado again in the Tina Peters election. They stole another one, and we keep catching them. Only this time we had some interesting data to back it up. End quote. Altman wrote this on his Telegram channel, which has over 50,000 subscribers. The data Altman was referring to was a chart posted originally by Jeff O'Donnell, a Florida businessman turned election expert for the audio election uh, expert is in scare quotes, who has become a minor celebrity in the world of election conspiracy grifters. O'Donnell, known online as the Lone Raccoon because he loves raccoons, posted a series of charts that showed how voters for each of the three candidates had come in, how votes for each of the three candidates had come in. He highlighted two sharp spikes in votes for Anderson on one chart as if it showed some sort of fraud. What he failed to highlight was identical spikes in the votes for the other two candidates, including Peters at the exact same time. No, he didn't. That's exactly what he highlighted because it's not organic. When right. you see those spikes, you're seeing you're you're seeing a controlled system. Well, he absolutely uh, highlighted all of those spikes. You are an idiot. But and and the point is is that he said Again, the data Oldman was referring to was a chart posted by originally by Jeff O'Donnell, a Florida businessman turned election expert. Now, li listen, guys. Technology involves code. It involves databases. It involves logs. It involves all the normalized pieces of infrastructure that you would use in any system that you built. But you can't possibly understand any of that unless you're an elections expert. Okay, let me ask you a question. Let me ask the, let me ask the, the public a question because you guys need to know this, right? This is, this is hard. Captain Obvious. But how is that? I need to get a hat that says Captain Obvious. Um, what's an election machine supposed to do? Count. What's a calculator do? Count. What do you uh, go to tabulate. What do you go to school to, to learn? Math. All right. Not me, though. I, All right. I, I, I'm so, terrible at math. So, so listen. The only job that this machine has is to count your vote, is to image that vote, and to correlate that with your vote, okay? Are, are, you cl are we clear? Mm -hmm. is, that, is that absolute truth? Yes. Okay. So if the only thing that you're supposed to do with that is count votes, and, and I built a system that built personas, quality scores, relevancy factors, correlation of data, psychographic, demographic, geographic, and behavioral data that came together to tell me what you were likely to do next. You know, they laugh about the fact that you can tell when somebody's pregnant before the, the woman even knows she's pregnant based on the changes in behavior. Well, that's true. That is a true statement. I mean, that's why they've been able to create these systems that are allowed to manipulate people with data. Which, by the way, the left, you need to understand this, the left repeats things over and over and over again. And so I try to tell you the left are liars. They're nothing but liars. I try to tell you to get in the gap, get in the gap. People are like, Joe, you're always telling us to get in the gap. Yes, I am. 
the left is telling you things over and over again. When they get on a stage, they're like, repeat after me. And they say it three, four times. That is demonic, number one. And number two, it's meant to, it's meant to convince the masses to slowly come towards that particular idea or ideology. It's not real. It's a lie. Yeah. In the chat, Faith said, a shallow-minded writer appealing to shallow-minded individuals could in raw form be called gossip. You're not wrong, but it's way more dangerous because this is coming from an authoritative source. This is no, coming... Yeah, Faith's right, though. You see some yeah. of the other stuff. She's on fire. Yeah. He's just a lazy POS who wants to take <laughs> whatever poor guy's on fire. Right, but, uh, this is, but this is more dangerous. This is more dangerous than gossip because we're what we're talking... You know, in communications, we used to call before the internet, we used to say rule of seven. You have to tell somebody something seven times before it sticks, right? Well, now in the age of 24-hour news and internet where... Messages and everything is coming at you all the time. You have to repeat something so many times, rule of 20, to, to make it through the noise, right? So that's why we see before we're ever uh, served with a lawsuit, before we even know we're going to be served with a lawsuit, over 60 publications have the story because they have to repeat it and repeat it and repeat it and repeat it because then it becomes true. So yes, it is gossip, but it's gossip that's very sinister in its intention and it is coming from an authoritative source. So it looks as though it's news and it's not. It's state propaganda. Okay, so the um, Let It Grow said, Joe, are you saying that you're a part of the data collecting, Joe, that doesn't sound good okay so let me answer that because I think that's an actual good that's a great question am I a part of the data collecting yes I am so one of the things that the first party second party and third party first party call it, um, you know uh, 1p 3p right PII information and so so let me explain this and I know most of you are not going to want me to slow down this but I think it's a good question because it maybe it, it lies on some m your minds so the way that we built a system is we built a system where it was locked so only if you were our clients did you get access to that data. We'd never resold anybody's data. Now, we've had, we had offers for millions of dollars to let that data aggregate through and go to other guys like Experian, go to, to other guys like Google, where they'd have the ability to share that data and use that data to make their data better. Now, the reason why we used our first party data and we built these tools that allowed for us to gather information on our clients is so that we could share. So we, it's like you, you, you share a, a circle and now I can control who I do business with. So I only did business with companies that were ethical. I only did business with companies that I knew I could trust. I only do business with companies that took care of their customers. And I did them in different industries. So I was industry agnostic. I went across the board. Um, Black Rifle Coffee was our client for many years. And so we would go through this process of building out predictability for them so that they could serve people up to make them better at what they do on products. Right? And so by not sharing it and giving access to that, we had true north. And by not using third-party data, we had true north. We were able to put only in front of you what you were likely to engage with or buy at a time you were likely to engage with or buy it. And we could build propensities based on re religion, political affiliation, sex, gender, all those things, and serve up ads that were directly related to who you are. So w I made a strategic decision eight years ago in building out this system that we would not share that data and that that is where you get into making money and profiting off of the profiles of people. I also sat down and built out a model that allowed for you to take, take ownership of your data. So you get paid for it. Anyone wants to talk to you, they got to pay you for it. And decentralizing the data market so that right now they, they want to own it. I think that you should own it. 
And so I was a part of that process and that think tank of how do we, in the IoT, the Internet of Things, create an environment where you become the commodity, where you decide whether or not you want to be reached and on what devices. So, so I'm really excited to, to have found this bank, uh, Axos Bank. They opened on Independence Day uh, in 2000. They're not crumbling brick and mortar. They're a fully digital bank built on the bedrock of American traditions. Take a look at the rewards checking account where you can earn their highest interest rate. It's a, it's a big one. Listeners can get $150 bonus when you open, um, open, open up an, an account by July 31st. Big rewards from banks that believe that the freedom to do business without compromise or values. Amazing, right? So go to axosbank.com slash daily for full details. That's axos.com slash daily for all the cash bonus. All you need is $1,500 direct deposit in the first three months of opening your reward checking account. Axos Bank is federally insured, member FDIC, and they're for us, all of us. AxosBank.com slash daily. Go check them out. Can I say something yeah. about this? So one of the things, you know, my life before the stolen election was as a, a technology consultant. And we, you know, as, as I uh, got deeper and deeper into technology, I got more and more concerned about data. It's one of the first things that you and I ever spoke about was, uh, was big tech solutions and what they're doing with our data. Uh, we, have to, we have to look at that in this, in this country. I think everything is on pause until we fix the elections. But we have to look at that. We talk all the time in the in the right-leaning conservative movement about needing uh, alternatives to big tech yeah. and needing not to use the the communist platforms and the communist technologies Joe's not talking about it he built it yeah. he built it and he built it in a way that has integrity that's not selling data I've looked at it I've looked I've looked at the back end of this I've evaluated it um, it's it's not selling your data it's it like you said putting you in charge of your data you own your data in the digital world your data is an extension of you it is a part of your life it is a part of in the Fourth Amendment your paperwork your your papers and effects right the, and and our laws don't are, are not equipped and structured right now to protect our rights as it relates to the jilt to, to the digital realm so attack all you want uh you we're we're trying to build a world with well, integrity i don't, yeah, and I don't think i don't think he was attacking he was asking the question he or she okay. was asking a question and and um yeah so he says if you are pay for the info if you pay for the info and keep it within the paying customer then it's okay to collect all the data on unsuspecting people no 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 so the last part of this is and, and I want to get back to the people but I want to get back to this part the last part of this is how do I strip away the PII how do I strip that away how do I take the personally identifiable information and how do I make that so that it makes no difference to me I have no name social security number address none of that stuff makes any difference to me right I can throw all that stuff away and now I'm just looking at shadows Mm -hmm. And then I'm just only serving you. I mean, how many of you watch TV and all the article or all the commercials on TV are things that you would never buy? Yeah. Right? Or how many of them, there's too many commercials? And you're like, I don't want to watch this anymore. You turn it off because of too many commercials. The system would design to actually fit your characteristics. If you don't want commercials, you don't get commercials. If people say that they reject it, then I mean, just reject it. You just take them out and you only talk to them in the simplistic form that they want to be reached in. See, if, if people are reached where they want to be reached with a message they're likely to want to engage with, then there's no resistance. The resistance comes in the fact that they shove things down people's throats. That's the resistance. And so making sure that you have an ethical system that follows the lines where you're talking to the customer the way they want to be reached and you're not sharing that information outside of it, they engage with you first. You didn't engage with them. It's not like you go out there and you buy data. You don't buy data. 
you validate data in New True North by using information that they give you, that they willingly give you. Then you just make sure that you, you increase or create a better user experience, but only on those ethical products. I hope that makes sense. I'm done talking about it. Yeah. All right. All right. So now as we go through this deal, I want to get back into this particular person because, frankly, it, 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 it blows my mind. It blows my mind that this guy, David Gilbert, uh, maybe he's related to the guy that blew up the Brinks truck. I, we're going to check into it. And if we find out he is, it's going to be pretty I – don't, I don't even know – yeah, I don't even know how that would be, right? Yeah. I don't I – don't, I, I mean, if he is, if there's a relation – Man, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to have fun. We're going to have a fun story on David Gilbert at david.gilbert at gmail.com and david.gilbert at vice.com. He's asking for tips. He asked for tips, so please send him tips. And send David him Gilbert. actual tips. Send him truth. Please do not threaten him. Do not make yeah, – we're, we're not asking we're not, for we're not any him. of that. We're asking – he wants tips, and he writes about disinformation and misinformation and election conspiracy theories and all of these things. Send him tips. Let's make his reporting a little more accurate. So, so this next one, do we, do we have a picture, by the way, of David Gilbert? Do we have a picture of him? He was on, the, on that one. Yeah. There we go. There's David Gilbert. Yeah. Um, also, um, he, he uh, yeah, I was going to make a comment and make funny, but I'm not going to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be nice. Be nice. Okay, so we're done talking about David Gilbert, the radical leftist journalist. Or I don't even know if you call him a journalist who has no experience in technology, none, zero. He has zero technology. These people experience. are practically government employees, but sure, we'll go with journalist. But but they're not uh, guys. Listen to me. If if you want to sit down, if anyone that knows technology wants to sit down with me and walk through technology and what that infrastructure looks like, I'm game. Let let's go. I am all about it. Everything from user journey to uh, security. Uh, apparatuses within the, the structure to what that system architecture would have to involve, even down to the smallest, most minute pieces, such as um, login programmings and programs, authentication in order to have dual auth and things that you have to do in order to create security. I, those are pieces, by the way, that comp there's entire companies just on that one little piece I can, I, can, I can go through that with you. I can go through the fact that they contradict each other. There's no internet connectivity. That's a lie. I can go through the entire system with Dominion. I, I have studied it. Dominion should hire me. I'd help them secure it. I'd help them make it transparent. It'd be real easy, super easy. It, by the way, it'd be so easy if you wanted to. Now, I think you get rid of machines completely. Machines have to go. They have to go. And mail-in ballots have to go because there's no, there's no transparent chain of custody. You allow for mules to enter the, the, the discussion. It's easy. It's real easy to secure the elections. But these people don't want to secure it. Because on, the, on the, the surface, if they did, they would talk about solutions to the problem. They would say, ah, man, that's right. If you look at standinginthegapfilm.com, you go there and, and listen and watch the Standing in the Gap documentary, it was the left in 2017, 18, 19, all the way up to the end of 2019, and then they were silent. They stopped talking about the machines. They stopped. Alex Halderman, the, the professor that knows about technology, stopped talking about the stealing in the machines in 2019. He was a non-willing participant in building out the report for the election fraud for the case down in Georgia. He stopped being the one that wanted to do it because someone talked to him and said, stop talking about it. 
We need to make all this information go away. And by the way, if I'm lying, I'm dying. And I'm dying anyway. But, I mean, they're, now they're going to really kill me, right? <laughs> but the, my point is, is that we, we, we have to look at truth for what it is. We have to stop putting the hyperbole, put, put all that stuff, the hyperbolic statement, all that stuff, put it on the side and look at truth. But they don't want to do that. They want to scorch earth and indict the character of someone without ever looking at the evidence. They don't want to look at the evidence. They want to lie. Talk about time drift. Well, and they say, you know, five seconds after the election was called, they were calling it fake. Well, we were monitoring it in real time. They were looking at the, the timestamp data, as we showed on yesterday's very long show with Raccoon, uh, with Jeff O'Donnell. We, um, we, we walked through why we, knew, why we knew that there was rigging happening in real time because you do not have that kind of batch consistency. You don't have the same split of, of uh, votes between three candidates the same the same percentage split in every batch that doesn't happen it's not natural it's a controlled system and anybody who's being intellectually honest about looking at the data that's coming out of the back end of a system will tell you that but they they want you to say well you know people who have technology expertise technology experts they really can't tell you what's going on in these systems which are just computers right computers and, and routing and pipes it's just computers they can't tell you unless they're an elections expert and that's because the elections expert piece is how they explain away the fraud that you see in the technology system. Guys, you're being gaslit. It, it's really important for you to understand that the job of the computer, the job of the system with Dominion, is super simple. You ready? You know what it is? Here's what it is they have to count your vote, they have to count your vote. They make every excuse why in the world it's so complicated and why human error happens in counting your vote. Are you so stupid that you can't see? Are you, a, a real journalist so stupid that you cannot see what is right in front of your eyes? It's right in front of you. The job of the system is to do one thing. What is that one job? Let's keep it simple. We always tell our kids, keep it simple. We tell everyone, keep it simple. Don't complicate things. Don't create chaos. There's opportunity in chaos. What is the job of the machine? It's to count your vote, but they can't even get that right. Why? Because they don't want to. That, that's, not, that's not what they want to do. They don't want to solve the problem. And these journalists are just, they're tools. They're weapons. These radical leftist journalists are weapons. Wait till you see the article I wrote about Rosalind uh, Helderman, yeah. who's been a journalist since 2001. She's the next one we're going to talk about. This is one of my favorites. This is a Washington Post article, a hit piece that came out on me before the election. And by the way, they're all talking about it. They're talking to each other. Here's what we have to do. We have to destroy every bit, every bit of the truth. Washington Post says democracy dies in darkness. We're not a democracy, guys, but you guys don't... Man, it's unbelievable. You don't understand we're not a democracy. We're a constitutional republic. And shame on those influencers out there that are not talking about truth. This one says, with violent rhetoric and election denial, podcaster becomes GOP force. Joe Oltman has built a sprawling political network in Colorado marking, marked by false 2020 claims and suggestions that opponents be hanged. Okay, let's just start by the top of that. That is a slanderous lie. I never said that. I never said that. I never said anything about opponents. I said people that are traitors to this country. Mm -hmm. 
should be hung. And by the way, it's in law. It's the law of the land. It's not my law. I didn't just, it's not man's law. It's not made up. It's inside. And if you don't like it, change the law. Change the law. And if and, and, and can we talk just for a second about what we've seen in the aftermath of Roe versus Wade? Are these same reporters talking about the violent rhetoric coming out of the left? Are they talking about people going to Supreme Court justices' house to intimidate them to, uh, you know, assassination attempts? People have been arrested for assassination attempts. Are we talking about that? No. They want you to think that those of us who question the 2020 election are dangerous. We're we're coming we're we're coming at you. We're gonna you know we're not. We haven't we haven't done any. We've we've worked within the system. We fought with our words, with our First Amendment rights, and within the system that exists to try and find the truth, to find the truth, expose the truth, and restore election integrity. That's what we've done. But they want you to think that we're a violent militia that's going, you know, house to house. No, that's you. That's you guys that are going house to house threatening Supreme Court justices. That's you. That's your side, Rosalind. Get it right. From a corporate office park in, De you're right, absolutely right. From a corporate office park in Denver suburbs, podcaster Joe Oltman. I'm not a podcaster. I'm an ex. I'm a, I'm a former tech CEO that built a company on a cocktail napkin to be one of the largest first-party data aggregators in the nation. That's truth. Podcaster Joe Oltman spins a daily vision of America's dark and violent future. What, guys, you you listen to me a lot. Am I am I am I? Do I do that? I mean, is this is this truth? Dark and violent future is truth if we don't stop the communists. But it's not true. I don't talk about violence. And goes back to an article in a time back in late last year and says this. Pretty soon we'll have gallows from built all over the country. We can take care of these traitors to our nation, he told listeners during an episode late last year. Stretch that rope, he intoned during another, suggesting that Colorado Governor Jared Polis, suggesting that Colorado Governor Jared Polis be hanged before going to explain that it was just a joke. So, so here's what you guys need to know. They, they actually talk with violent rhetoric. Mr. Producer, find me a couple of cuts, if you would, please, of the violent rhetoric that they actually keep spewing over and over and over again, such as what happened with Roe versus Wade and go to the streets and burn them down. AOC said it over and over and over again. They go to the same camp. They learn the same things. Yeah. And they're not winning, guys, but we're not actually talking about truth. We're not saying truth, 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 truth. They lie. They're liars. 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 They are liars. Keep saying it. They are liars. They are liars. They are everything they say that they're fighting against. They are everything they say they're fighting against. They are everything they say they're fighting against. See, we can do that too. Yeah. Only the problem is, is that why do that? Well, we probably should, but we should do it in symphony across all of the influencers that are actually telling the truth. Yeah. We should tell the truth and use facts to back it up because they don't. I want you to point out some facts in here that are facts. This is my favorite paragraph in the whole thing. The violent rhetoric has contributed to such a tense political climate that Colorado Secretary of State Jenna Griswold, a frequent target of Altman's denunciations, now travels with a security detail, a first for the office, she said. Okay. You know why they're actually f traveling with security detail? Because they're wronging people. The most poor, the most vulnerable among us are the victims of these tyrants. And we talk about the, the doctrine of lesser magistrates and walking in in a nonviolent, could be verbal, could be physical, but it's nonviolent. You walk in, Martin Luther King used that same, used that same model 
for the civil rights movement until that was perverted as well and turned to into a place where it kept people in the inner cities. It kept them or it pushed them from going from schools to prison pipelines. It kept them in long prison sentences for small amounts of marijuana. It kept them in a place where they were impoverished. It kept them in prison so they could be used for 16, 17, 18 cents an hour like Kamala Harris did in California. See, these are all facts, inconvenient facts, but still facts nonetheless. Which, I mean, Kamala Harris was basically running a slavery operation among keep trying to keep people in prison so that they could do cheap labor for the state of California. It's it's absolutely disgusting. You know, Steve, you know, uh, Scott uh, Shar was on last night. His daughter, Grace, was murdered. For those of you who didn't see it, she was murdered in a hospital where a DNR was established and signed off for by, by a, a, a doctor. And then they fed her sedatives and fed her morphine in, more, in, in lethal doses as if she were on the, on the deathbed. In other words, well, she was. She, like, as if she was on death row. They did the same thing to her that they would do to a death row inmate. They over-medicated him in order to get her heart to stop and to stop the function of her body. And for those that don't know, his daughter has Down syndrome. So they, she was in the hospital for COVID, and they systema, system, systematically murdered her. And, and he's got the receipts on that. He's got the, all, of the, all of the data on it. And then they made up the narrative. They made up the narrative and said, you signed off on a DNR. He goes, what are you talking about? We were screaming to save our daughter as she lied there dying with crashing. And the nurses came in and said, she has a DNR. And they had the power of attorney and said, save our daughter. It was, but they said, no, 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 we can't. She's DNR. The doctor decided she's DNR. Is that a lie too? Is everything a convenient lie to the radical left? And where are you guys using your brains? You guys meaning the people that are out there, that are listening to this, listening to other people. At what point do we start to lay down our, our petty differences and come to a conclusion? And as you get further down this path of this article, it's unbelievable. Altman, a businessman who gained a national profile of the far right after he claimed to be a person knowledgeable that the 2020 election, presidential election was rigged, was hardly a fringe figure. He now leads an influential and growing political movement in Colorado that is shaking up the state Republican Party. Let's shut down Joe Altman. That's what this election was about. Let's shut down Joe Altman. If it's not true, by the way, why does the Washington Post care so much about what happens in Colorado? Why does, the, why does CNN and Vice attack me with such vigor? Why do they go to a radical leftist, perverted, looks like a pedophile, guy that says he follows God, that has a, has a page called Unplugged Religion? In other words, they're telling you to unplug from faith. They're telling you the quiet part out loud. Why is it that they go to these people and say, let's write all these articles about Joe Altman? Because they want to come after the per rules for radicals. What rule is it, Mr. Producer? Find it for me, please. What rules for radical is it? Is it rule number six, number five? Attack the person, not the organization. That's what they're doing. And it goes on to say. Can I read this part? Can I, can, there's this part here that I really want you to react to. Yeah. Okay. The, I'm, I'm going down. Oh, let me. Yeah, down a little bit. Okay. Uh, the level of his influence is extremely high, said Chuck Browerman, the election clerk and recorder of Colorado's El Paso County and former chairman of the county GOP. Browerman said he and his daughter were jeered at at a local GOP meeting this spring after he earned the anger of Oltman and his supporters for repeatedly confirming that there were no problems in the 2020 vote in his county, which Trump, Trump won by 11 percentage points. 
Listen to me. We did polls in El Paso County. We did. We did. We walked door to door. We we literally tried to validate all the information, and they kept us from the information mm -hmm. inside of the election process. Why do you Why do you hide the information? If you have nothing to hide, why do you hide it? Yeah. But what's even more disturbing about what Borman, uh, Chuck Borman said, Borman said, the idea that political violence being normalized is incredibly dangerous to the future of our country. The Secretary of State Jenna Griswold said of Altman's rhetoric, no, 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 this is it. No, where is it? Oh, come on. He said, it says, the level of his influence is extremely high. No, no, no. no. Oh. He, he said right here, it's, he said that I, I, I called him, I had a call with him, and that I didn't know what I was talking about. So I got one more. Uh, that I have to read, which is IP Vanish. Um, you know, IP Vanish is, helps with um, safely browsing the internet without exposing your private details to third parties such as hackers, your ISP or advertisers. You can use IP Vanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use IP Vanish, all of your data is encrypted. This means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even the physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes it virtually impossible for them to find you online. If you use IPVanish on limited device, you can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computer, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick um, is guaranteed at an incredible 70% off your yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee, just like getting nine months for free. So IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today and brand Rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trusted Pilot. Go to IPVanish.com slash daily. Use the promo code daily and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash daily. He, he, he said I didn't know what I was talking about. So Chuck Berman was the first, per, the first elected official that I ever had a conversation with about election fraud in the state of Colorado. And it was, no, it was December of 2020. Uh, I was invited by, by someone who knows him. And we were talking through what was, what was happening from a systemic vulnerability standpoint. There were technology experts on the call talking about what was going on. No, 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 everything's great. Everything's fine. Couldn't happen in El Paso County. Repeatedly over the past 18 months, uh, he has been presented with the evidence as it comes through um he's uh he's doubled down every step of the way uh he's been shown the graphs up to the point where in the november election of last year the municipal election in el paso county chuck Brorman's county the results uh reporting did not match the secretary of state the secretary of state added a whole bunch tens of thousands of votes extra to the results that were shown in el paso county that was the phone call where they said don't worry we'll just manually fix it and we have this from cora and so that's colorado open records so chuck Brorman, i was when when i first began engaging with the Colorado clerks and other elected officials it was you know you guys don't understand what's happening right you 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 don't understand what's happening with this machine infrastructure and architecture we can tell you where there are vulnerabilities we can tell you what the data shows on the back end when you look at the results data and they don't want to hear it everything is safe and secure it doesn't matter if you have technology expertise it doesn't matter if you see uh, manipulation in the in the data that comes out of the technology because you don't understand Colorado elections so basically what they're saying is the technology shows fraud but that's just part of our system so this is what Broman said in this article. Broman had never heard of the podcaster. I'm a podcaster now. I'm a podcaster. <laughs> um, 
figure it's important to hear out anyone who might have identified vulnerabilities in the vote. Instead, he found Oatman complaints vague, peppered with technical language about voting machinery that didn't match Borman's knowledge of the system. <laughs> Tec I mean, vague technical language that didn't match Chuck Borman's knowledge of the system. I felt like he, kn he was trying to buffalo movie that he m knew more than he did. Th this is what the radical left does. Mr. Producer, did you find the rules for radical... Um, particular part that talks about attacking the person oh, I'm still looking for that but did you want to highlight who wrote this article oh yeah that's the next thing we're going to go through so this article was written by Rosalind um, Helderman she's a reporter focusing on political enterprise stories and investigations uh, she's a political enterprise and investigation reporter for the Washington Post she joined the post in 2001 Let, let's let's walk through some of her other articles if we can mr. producer and we I actually don't I don't have that stuff in in the drive so I can't I can't follow you with it because it's not in the drive no it's not okay um, Chuck Berman by the way uh, looking at his um, his education and, and what his so the technology doesn't match his knowledge and his understanding right your technical expertise did not match Chuck Broerman's technical knowledge of but the system but he doesn't have any and I, give me a okay. second right. and you were using vague technical language Chuck Broerman has an associate's degree in electrical electronic and communications engineering from Wright State University from 1980 to 1982 a bachelor's degree in business management marketing and related support services and uh, an associate's degree in engineering. So it, obviously you need to become more technically adept to be able to uh, you know go head to head with Chuck Broerman because his knowledge doesn't match your knowledge. Okay so I, I wrote algorithms, I wrote system architecture, I wrote those things. I, I I built those. Sorry, you don't just write. You, I built those things. But Chuck Berman got an associate's degree in technology in 1982. And, and so they write articles, which is a lie. Do we have anything more on Miss Rosalind? I mean, anything more at all that we that we can play or do that? that no, just just uh, her profile. Yeah, we need to talk about her because she's an award-winning journalist, and I want you to see what she won an award for. <laughs> hmm. Let's hear it. All right, can we put her? Do you have that that profile of her up with her? Description. Oh, I don't know. You've got to click the read more on there to see it. I don't know if we've got that. Well, it's let's just do this. There's a video uh, yeah. we have of Rosalind speaking. Let's play that if we can. She's speaking to MSNBC reporters. Let's go ahead and play that. MSNBC, you got that? One sec. I think it's important that we talk about who these people are. The radical leftist journalists. That's what they are. And they go on these shows, and they go on these these political po political environments they write things they become the weapon that the radical left uses nothing to see here and then they talk to each other through this loose web of i'll call it our revolution because that's that that, that new little thing of taking over the democrat party and getting people it's the same thing as the weather underground same thing only they're not stealing brink trucks they're stealing your entire country they're stealing your voice and they're lying to you while it's being done so do we have it yet, Mr. Producer? That's uh, still loading, sorry. So I'll, I'll go through her, uh, her, <laughs> um, here, I'll give you this. Can so you, you take can that down in front of us, I at least? I think you can pull this up. 
Mr. Producer here, I'll drop that in there. So her, uh, let, me, let me read her, her experience. Rosalind Hellerman is a political enterprise and investigations reporter for the Washington Post. She joined the Post in 2001, so she's deep, 2001. Honors and awards. Pulitzer Prize for National Reporting, 2018. Oh, this is going to be good. For coverage of Russian interference. She won a Pulitzer Prize. Pulitzer Prize for fake news. She literally won a Pulitzer Prize in 2018 for Russian interference. She won a George Polk Award in 2018 for coverage of Russian interference. So She's guys, won two awards, two journalistic awards for a provably false story. She is fake news. What she says is false. You see the way that she manipulates the language in this piece, the way that she's, you know, podcaster, the way that she talks about how Chuck Broerman is the authority on author, uh, authority on election technology, not the technologist, uh, because she's fake news. Because she's been with the Washington Post for 20 years, 21 years. It's not surprising. These are not journalists. They are activists. They are propagandists. They are lying and gaslighting you. And democracy dies in darkness. Uh, check your privilege, Rosalind, because you're lying to the American people. All right. So we have... So, so we have a, a video. Do we have the? We'll play a little bit, of a small part of that video. Let's start that video if we can on MSNBC. If we can go ahead and start it. The 2020 presidential election and the Republican Party's elaborate efforts to question the results of President Biden's well-established seven million vote victory could be expanding. Three Republican Pennsylvania state lawmakers traveled to Arizona yesterday, where they met with the state's GOP legislators about their months-long examination of ballots and voting machines in search of fraud, which recounts and legitimate audits ruled out last year. The group from Pennsylvania is calling for a similar review to the one taking place in Arizona. And it was late last year when a group of Pennsylvania lawmakers held a meeting which they dubbed a hearing on voter fraud. President Trump made an appearance by phone, you may recall. Joining me now is Washington Post political investigative reporter Rosalind Helderman. Uh, Rosalind, it's great to have you with us. So you're reporting today about just how fixated former President Trump is on the 2020 election, certainly some of his allies as well, and that he believes he'll be reinstated. What more can you tell us about that? Yeah, we've been reporting for a little while now that he is incredibly fixated on these audits that his supporters are trying to get launched around the country. There is the one underway in uh, Arizona, which is a partisan audit being run by private companies uh, that appear to be looking for uh, things to say were wrong with the election. Um, That's folks an assertion. Previously expressed their view that uh, the election was stolen from Trump. Uh, and, you know, he now believes, he has been persuaded by people around him, and it's what he himself wants to believe, uh, that these things are going to break out all over the country. Georgia's going to do one, Pennsylvania's going to do one, Wisconsin, Michigan, and that somehow, uh, through some uh, extra-legal process, this is going to result in him returning to the White House. Yeah, and so speaking of the people around him, do we have an idea who they are? Who, who are the people that are actually feeding these conspiracies to the former president. Yeah, so we understand that some of the uh, former president's aides are uh, opposed to this and are trying to get him to focus uh, not on the election, but instead 
instead on the future. Uh, but he has been spending time talking to folks like Mike Lindell, the uh, former CEO, uh, I'm sorry, the current CEO of uh, the MyPillow company, who's been sort it's of- okay, Rosalind, we don't expect you to get the facts conspiracy right. Conspiracy theories. Uh, he's also talking to one of the state senators that you mentioned from Pennsylvania, Doug Mastriano. Uh, and he's also been having private conversations with a host from One America News Network, uh, which has been uh, covering the Arizona audit uh, very hard. Uh, this particular host is also privately raising money to fund the audit. So she's got a lot of a lot of roles going on there. How much effort is the president personally putting in and trying to get more of these audits uh, that you were talking about in some of these other states uh, up and running? Do you, do you know how involved he is or is he just kind of speaking to his own bubble of uh, allies in Mar-a-Lago? I don't know that our reporting shows that he is taking sort of personal uh, a personal role in, in trying to get them done. Uh, what we understand is that he is fixated on it and talking about it constantly. Uh, when when people Hearsay. try, uh, uh, my colleague Josh Dossie uh, reported, for instance, a conversation where one of his aides was trying to get him to focus okay, on let's a conversation go ahead and take this down. about who to endorse. So, so, so the reason why I wanted to do that vision is, of communism. The reason why I wanted to do that is because, you know, Rosalind. First of all, she's uh, she she uh, she reminds me of Michael Moore. Um, but uh, the the reason why I wanted to she reminds me of what cousin it would look like if you split the hair. Yeah, but she says that he's fixated on the election fraud. Uses conspiracy theory. Uses misinformation. Uses all of the dog whistles of the left to try and convince you that what you're seeing is not, they're, they're basically trying to wear down your sensibilities. And people in the American environment, literally, they're, they're like, I don't want to see it, I don't want to talk about it. And then they, what I was talking about before about data, they're putting messages in front of certain people in order to change their psyche. They're putting messages in front of people in order to change their ability to see things. They're, they're building bots inside of social media environments in order to hammer on people. They're, st stop using the mainstream media and absolutely 100%, I'm going to tell you this, do your own research. Go look at Michael Gableman's, Justice Gableman's report. Go look at that report. Go to Wisconsin. Go to Tim Rantham's uh, uh, website and look at the information that is presented there. Look at the three Mesa reports that came out. Look at the fact that, that Dan Rubenstein, uh, the DA up in Mesa County, is a liar that the only person he asked that was a, a, a expert in the machines were the machine companies themselves. It's a fraud on the American people. The, the evidence, and we're, we're, we're in the process of building out a schematic so you can see it, and then we're gonna present it to you on the election fraud. All of the things that are, that are real aren't being told. Can you imagine if I got arrested for hitting a building, what the media would do? What would the media do? What would the media do? Or actually cover it? They they would oh, yeah. they would lose In their depth. mind. They'd have angles. They'd talk about your family life. They'd talk about your faith. They'd go into your businesses. They'd talk to employees. Yeah, they would do some journalism. But they haven't done any of that. They've done none of that. None of that has been done to Eric Coomer. None. No. The Gateway <laughs> pundit is the one that's Crash actually doing all that. Building was let go. <laughs> 
I mean, and if you look, if you look up Eric Coomer on Google, none of that stuff shows up. The only thing that shows up is the "I have been harmed" article, and that the truth will come out. The truth is already out there. Do you think that if you or I wanted to wipe all of the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad results that come up for us on Google, that we would be able to clean up and wipe our background? Like no, air, no, no, and I, and I don't even try. Right. Why, why would I try? Right. Well, I'm just saying, could you, right? Because that's not something that regular Americans have access to, right, without paying a whole lot of money. But Eric gets it done. You know, Faith wrote in the, the chat, for some of them, this is the first time that they've ever been uh, challenged on their propaganda nonsense. And I had just written, they've never been challenged before, look, on this, <laughs> this yeah. post-it. So, yeah, no, absolutely. And and I think, like, you know, you look at Newsmax or OAN or Fox News, right? We used to think Fox News. Um, they are limited by who they're owned by. All all media is owned by the same six companies and they are beholden to their advertisers and their boards. And so these these journalism, uh, these these news networks are it is the first time that they've been challenged because they have they have marching orders. They have lines about what they're allowed to talk about and what they're not allowed to talk about. That's why we see that, you know, uh, Catherine Engelbrecht goes on Tucker Carlson and she's not allowed to mention the movie, right? She's allowed to talk about what they found, but she's not allowed to mention the movie. This is the absolute state of journalism in America that you are getting lies from people like Rosalind Helderman, who's won Pulitzer Prizes for her for her lies. Th this is this is the state. And so you've got to be able to, to read through. And I think that's what you know this this show is committed to and and can Khan, i know he's in the chat that his show is committed to we are no longer going to take it we are going to stand up we are going to speak out we don't care what you call us we don't care what names you say we don't care how many times you call us election deniers or or, or other names terrorists put us on lists we don't care because the truth is more important the truth is more important than whatever you can do to me or to joe or to mike lindell or to anybody else and we recognize that. Sorry you don't recognize that, but we know it. We know that this is the last stand. We know that if we don't stop this communism here and now, we're done. We're all done. And those of you who are cheering for communism in the LGBT community or in the you know women's rights community or in other minority communities, you, you're the first ones to go. When you're in communism, your usefulness is, uh, it, it determines your, your livelihood. And uh, those of you that want to be women's study, you know, pottery people in the communist utopia, you're going to be the first ones to die. So we're doing this for you. No matter how you slander us and defame us, we're fighting back against the propaganda of the state for you. You're welcome. All right, go to 1022 on that video, if you will, with Tucker Carlson. Actually, you know, maybe we'll play this. We'll, we'll play, yeah. So if, if you guys haven't seen this, why are they so angry? Uh, Tucker broke down um, what they piece. did to Sharona and what they did to Tina Peters. Guys, listen, you can become the ambassador of truth. I, I, I want to stop talking about that. We know they're liars. We know they're cheats. We know that they're thieves. We know that they're satanic. We know that they're evil. We know that they're devils. We know that uh, they're, they're radical leftists that are trying to destroy everything this country stands for. We know those things about them. And we also know that she, he, uh, Rosalind put the you in ugly. Uh, that was the best comment I've ever, <laughs> I've ever seen. That was awesome. Uh, you know, I, we can have a little fun with it. And you know, they're going to write an article about that. She's going to write a whole article on the fact that violent rhetoric of, and if all they have is me saying We're that, not going to commit violence on you because you know, you're ugly. I mean, come but violence on, begets it's fine. Violence. But violence begets violence. In other words, if you put violence on us, then, and then, then you are 
then and you are the ones that are asking for us to reciprocate. Yeah, I don't care what she looks like, but she's ugly on the inside. She is an absolutely despicable human she's being. She's a, but she, but worse. It's way worse yeah. to be ugly on the inside than on the outside. And she is ugly on the inside, lying to the, lying and gaslighting the American people for profit. She is being paid to lie to you, to gaslight to you, and we need to send her tips too. Again, no threats, no violence. Don't, you know, be be professional, but send her the truth. Let's send Ros. I think we have her email somewhere too. Let's send let's let's send her tips as well. All of these people and you know, um, Andy in the chat said earlier, and I wrote this down because I was looking for the right moment that we should have a wall of shame like Project Veritas does. Yeah. So we should we should look into look into doing that. I like it. I like that idea. I think Tucker is uh, being fully pilled, and I think he's getting tired of standing on the platform where he can't speak truth. So if we could go to at ten twenty two of this, I want to start there. It's going to be about two minutes. Uh, let's go ahead and play it. Constitution, our Congress. That's not it. Capital. <laughs> okay, that Assault is good. The Constitution. Okay. So no, in other words, we don't arrest people Turn it up a little for bit. ignoring congressional subpoenas, particularly when they cite executive privilege, a principle that has a long history in American history. We've Turn never done that. But we can do it now because it was, quote, an insurrection, an insurrection that wasn't armed, wasn't planned, it didn't actually insurrect anything, but it was still an insurrection. Now you're beginning to see why it's been so important from the very first day for the media to describe what happened on January 6th, not as a riot, but as an insurrection. Because if it's an insurrection, they can violate your civil rights. And they have, and they continue to. A day after Steve Bannon's arrest, this would be November 16th, 2021, the FBI raided the home of Sharona Bishop. That's the former campaign manager for Congresswoman Lauren Bollert of Colorado. Bobert. According to Bishop, here's what happened, quote, while homeschooling my youngest children, the FBI decided it was necessary to bust open my front door with a battering ram and put me in handcuffs while they trampled through my home, terrifying my family. My daughter was pulled around by the hoodie, by her hoodie, by one of the agents. Now, why would you do this to the former chief of staff of a sitting member of Congress? Well, the FBI gave no reason. They took Bishop's cell phone and they left, never charged with a crime. Then that same day, and you didn't read this in the New York Times either, the feds hit the home of Mesa County Republican clerk, Tina Peters. What was the justification for that raid? We're breaking into a lot of houses all of a sudden of Trump voters, why? Well, in this case, DOJ said Peters raised doubts about the legitimacy of the last election. That's not allowed anymore, can't question the outcome. They didn't arrest her, they just tore her house apart. Peter called the raid evidence of, quote, a level of weaponization of the Justice Department we haven't seen since the McCarthy era. But of course, even during McCarthy, no one did that. Mm -hmm. In May, she came on Fox Denver to explain what exactly happened to her. Watch. My attorneys, when they read the indictment the other day, they, I mean, uh, Harvey Wein, uh, Steinberg, and I've got mm -hmm. the best attorneys, and they just laughed. They said, are you kidding? This is, this is a, a political maneuver to shine the light on me, to keep me from running against and defeating Jenna Griswold. Oh, so in the name of punishing people for complaining about the last election, they're subverting elections currently taking place. And last night, the woman you just saw, Tina Peters, lost her bid for Secretary of State, which of course was the whole point of targeting her. Peters would not be the last opponent of the Biden administration running for office to be targeted by the Justice Department. On June 3rd, Peter Navarro, who was a trade aide to Donald Trump, was arrested at Washington National Airport and put in leg irons and put in jail. Why? 
Well, days earlier, he sued the January 6th committee. He claimed executive privilege in his communications with the president. Again, this is standard, a decades-old standard. And rather than go to court, the January 6th com committee simply had him arrested at the airport and sent to jail in irons. Navarro went on this show to explain what happened to him. The mission of that partisan witch hunt kangaroo committee, which is unduly authorized and not properly constituted and has no subpoena power, they have only one mission to concoct a fake hoax around January 6th based on criminal charges against Trump to prevent him from running for re-election uh, in, in taking back the White House in 2025 January. That's all this is about. So a decade ago, the Obama administration was caught sending automatic weapons to Mexican drug cartels, and Congress wanted to know more about this. Eric Holder, then the Attorney General, had a key role in Yeah. There's, there's more information you can get from that piece. I'll put it up on my Telegram channel. I'll that whole it up segment is great. It, it talks about all the, it's, it's not just about Mesa County. It talks about all the political persecution happening. So, so you'll, you'll, you're going to want to watch that. I put it up on my Telegram channel yesterday from uh, Canico. If you get a chance to follow Canico, please do. Uh, also, if you get a chance to follow CanCon, please do. Um, there's a lot of good information that comes out of there. Um, Nick uh, Moser. Moser. Um, Mo Moser, sorry. Mosader, um, also a good, um, and then uh, Benzi, is it Benzi? Behizi. Behizi, he's actually really good too. And yeah. I'm, and by the way, I'm, I'm in chats with all these guys, and so uh, <laughs> if, I, if I just butchered your name, it's because we didn't talk on the phone. That's why. Just say Nick. But um, it, look, we we are we are in a fight right now. I I don't want to get to the place where I get you in this frenzy where you feel like you can't. You can't get, like it's, oh, I want to get to that place where you, you start thinking for yourself, you start activating, you start getting out and becoming an ambassador of truth and start speaking that truth. But that takes you to do a little bit more digging, data digging. Mm. You got to dig in, you got to gather information, you got to ask for information, you got to use the information that is in front of us. Uh, Mr. Producer, if you could really quickly put this up, um, it is the information that came out of Jeff O'Donnell, the the graph that, uh, that uh, David Gilbert uh, said that we compared it to other things saying that they had the same increase in uh, the graph. If you can put that graph, or excuse me, the one up from Twitter that shows that someone was suspended for putting up information related to the election. So I want you guys to understand that this is real live information that came from the data that they provided in the timestamps that they provided directly from, from them. And it got taken down by Twitter, and he got suspended indefinitely for telling the truth. This is where we're at. We're at a place right now where they have weaponized everything against us, and it's time that we fight back. Now, I say that it's the, it's the doctrine of the lesser magistrates, that we become we the people, which is the lesser magistrates, and we take our country back. Can I just say one more thing about yeah. the, the, the Tucker piece? Lest you think, you know, somebody had said to me, oh, Tucker's gaslighting by saying that Tina was targeted because she questioned the outcome of the election. Um, that's exactly why she was targeted. They say that she was targeted because she manipulated, she, she you know, violated uh, the election in Mesa County. She allowed somebody unauthorized. She did X, Y, and Z. But they had to go and pass laws to make everything that she did illegal through SB 22153. 
She did not do anything wrong. She never leaked stolen passwords. That was the original claim that got her office raided was that she leaked stolen passwords. What they skipped over is that she never had access to those passwords. Those passwords were the sole property of the Secretary of State. And so that was the original claim. The goalposts on this story have shifted. At Ash in America, I've covered the Tina Peters story going back to the very beginning in great detail. The goalposts have shifted several times. But the reality is that she did her job, and her job proves caught Jenna Griswold red-handed wiping election uh, records to cover up the fact that they swapped votes. That's what we see in the three Mesa reports. That's the facts. That's what the evidence shows. But instead, they're on a political witch hunt persecuting Tina Peters. Before anyone knew what was going on, they called her a criminal and they've demonized her ever since because it's a massive cover-up to cover up what they did in the 2020 election and what they did in the, tr uh, the trusted build to cover it up. Okay, now I'm done. So, so I forgot where I was when I was talking, but um, I, I want to tell you guys that we are we are at a place right now where you have to become the lesser magistrates. You have to stand in the gap. We're out of time, so I'm going to go ahead and pray if I can. Uh, you know, so that I want the journalist that we talked about, um, the first journalist, uh, Steve Rabbi, um, to repent for being such a perverted heretic and for doing the bidding of the radical left devils themselves while standing in the middle telling us exactly who you are, your religion unplugged, you're trying to unplug religion, trying to unplug Jesus, unplug God from everything that we do. I get it. I get exactly who you are. You've told us. You're telling us who you are. So I appreciate you at least telling the people who you are and what, what, what kind of evil you represent. But um, I think you need to repent, and I need, think you need to, to uh, ask God to forgive you for, for being um, trashy, for hurting the American people, because that's what you are. And by for the apostasy. Yeah, so let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity we have to have um, a, a voice collectively and independently. And Father, give, thank you for giving us the courage to speak that voice and to speak about truth. Not, your tr not their truth or his truth or her truth, but the truth, Father. Father, help us that we may continue to have stamina, that we may continue to speak that truth, may continue to stand in the gap and do the things that are necessary to protect those people that would do harm to, uh, against those people that are the intended victims. Father, help us that we may stand as a shield against them, and that as we stand as a shield, more of those people that are the intended victims may stand up and may step into the gap. Father, please help us that we may create density. We may push to a place where people feel that they have the courage. In light, uh, in, in, despite all of the violence and the rhetoric and the propaganda and the weaponization of technology and the suppression and the bullying that occurs on the left. The left have just become s bullies. They're just bullies. They're bullies and they try to intimidate people and they try to destroy people because that's what the devil does. And Father, I just ask you to wake people up to that, that one thing. And stop the people that think that they're doing right by going out there and saying, oh, they've established these words. Oh, grifter this and grifter that and grifter that. They've established those words because they think it works. Because we're not, they don't see the progress because the media has shut it down. I would just ask you to shed a light on it and show all the thing that the information that uh, Nick uh, Moseder, who did that, that four-part uh, on the NGOs and the, the, theft, the theft of the election with the mules. I just ask you to shed light on the, the, the Mesa election information, shed light on uh, Justice uh, Gableman's uh, reports, shed light on the information coming out of Arizona and the work that uh, Mark Fincham is doing. I would ask you to shed light on those people that are standing up and just let the people be able to hear the voice, Father. And please give us the, uh, the, the people, the density that we can step into that gap and get rid of the machines, get rid of the mail-in ballots, and solve the problem so we can restore order to our country, Father. 
I mean, it, it's a bold ask. It's a bold ask that you give us the tools that we need, that you help us with those tools. And, that as, and, and help us that we can recognize that those are the tools in front of us. Help us to recognize that it doesn't just take one leader. It takes all of us to lead from the front. It takes all of us to do the things that are necessary in order to protect this country, to protect this world, and to protect your people, Father. Give us that courage. Protect and guard our hearts, guard our minds. And give us the strength to stand up despite what this evil is trying to do in our society. Father, truth. That's what we seek is truth. So help us that we may pull the veil back and, and discover that truth, that we may stop the rhetoric and the lies and the propaganda of the radical left. We know that they're everything they say that they're fighting against, and we would just ask you to give us the strength to speak those words and to, to maintain that voice, that we can just, we can, we can overpower anything that they would say out there that is a lie, and that you would reveal it. Father God, thank you. I ask all these things, and we are so thankful, thankful for the opportunity we have to, to serve you and to serve with that path that you've put us on. I say all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. you got to share it, right? So we talked about the radical leftist journalist. That is Steve Rabbi. Uh, David Gilbert and Rose, Rosalind uh, Helderman. We're going to write a couple stories on that. We've got a couple people that are going to syndicate those stories. We're going to continue to write those stories every day. And we're going to start talking about the fact that Rosalind's a liar. That she, all she did is write stuff about Russian disinformation and got an award for lying. Joe, I mean, that we should, we should literally, we, we should create rewards, awards and send them to them. Like the number one liar award. Here you go, your number one liar. Oh, here's the information, by the way, on Eric Coomer. Send the information, by the way, to David Gilbert on Eric Coomer on Dominion Voting Systems. Send him the, the Mesa report, the three reports. Send him Mike Gableman's report. Become an army of one. Become what they do to one of us, they do to all of us. Start speaking truth, finding those articles. Send them to these journalists saying, why are you not curious? Why are you not standing up for American deals? Why are you a traitor? Why have you done things to hurt our country and hurt the most vulnerable among us? Why are you doing things to kill the American spirit? Why, why are you a demon? Why do you serve the devil? Why are you a Satanist? Why do you stand together and not have any thought? Why do you allow to be, uh, yourself to become a part of the machine that looks like Nazi Germany? Why did you say nothing when Grace died, Scott's daughter died? Why did you say nothing when 900,000 people died in the hospitals and it could have been prevented? Why do you say nothing when Big Pharma kills people and the DMED database was actually scrubbed? Why did you say nothing? Why have you, why have you reverted to calling people conspiracy theorists when you yourselves are the trash of our society that have done everything to destroy what is good, what is righteous, what is ethical inside of our country? Why? Why do you not do that? Send that to these people. And be relentless. Be relentless. And we will be relentless to them. We will only want to point out everything they do. We're going to write articles about them. We're going to follow them around. We're going to follow them around. Figure out what they do. Look at their perversions. Look at the things that they do in their life that are just absolute evil. That's what we're going to do to them. And we can become an army of those people. They should have no peace. Not us have no peace. They should have no peace for disrupting the peace and allowing this decay of our society to occur. That is the reality, and that is the truth, and those are the things that you should fight up for. That's it. God bless you all. I'll see you guys tonight. Until then. If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com on Rumble on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. 
You can also find our episodes at Brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the Daily Facts Blast, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.